have today. It? I got Do it here. It? It's like the rare occasions that it's like I have the energy. It's like, okay, okay. I have to like spirit bomb. The, that's that's what this all is for me. It's a spirit bomb. I have to summon all the energy from all the life forms and throughout the world. And then I release it. And then I have to charge up for um, a fortnight. That's... <laughs> that's probably one of the most boomer things that you've said of using Fortnite <laughs> in an actual manner yes as opposed to the game like, i i know my concept of time is uh absolutely warped by the generation above me yes <laughs> <laughs> hello friends family and everyone in between Welcome back. We are back from our long hiatus. Thank you for being patient with us while we were gone. Um, yes. This is, if you didn't already know, the Feel Good Podcast, where we are talking to our heroes about what makes them feel good and the good that they're putting into the world. I'm your Phil co-host, Byron Filler. With me, as always, is the, the man the of the co-host. hour. The good co-host. Yes. Uh, I'm the man of the hour? Oh, You're my God. You're the man God. of the hour. I'm the good co-host, Mike Osgood. And today, we have a freaking fantastic guest. We do I'm have a freaking fantastic so guest. so excited for everyone to learn more about her. Her name is Brandy Geary. And holy crap, holy, she's an influencer. She's an entrepreneur. She's a teacher. She's done so many crazy, great, amazing things. And she's not stopping. And oh, yeah, she's also a mom. Like, props to her for doing everything. Just killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. it. Doing all the things. Exactly. Before we get into that, it has been a while since we had, like, you've all heard from us. There's been a lot that's happened in our lives. So I figured... Let's, let's keep it concise. Let's narrow it down to, Mike, here's what I think we should do. I would love to ask you, what is something that happened this summer that you are proud of? And what is something that you learned about yourself this summer? Uh, only what am I proud only of? the deep questions here. Only the deep questions. I'm going to give you the deepest answer. Thank you. Uh, I'll start with what I am most proud or what I learned about myself. And mm-hmm. the fact is that I am capable. I am capable of doing big things or things that I didn't think that I could possibly do in the past. That being said, I built a paver patio in my backyard. Hell yeah. And oh my freaking God. Was that a lot of work? <laughs> um, yeah. Like digging up and moving a whole bunch of lava rock that was back there getting that out sending it into the ether actually no i gave it to a neighbor it was great um (laughs) but did that scrape the ground pound the ground did all the things stayed up until like the wee hours of the late night to get it done because once you start you can't stop Mm. which is a thing or else all the hours that you spent leveling sand and boards and all these different things gets completely wiped out so uh i put on some muscle because of it lifting Good. these big ass pavers placing them down taking these 50 pound bags of rock and spreading it all around and stomping or stamping stamping, stamping. it's not stomping stamping. it's stamping i was stomping but i was also stamping with the thing and like pushing it all down and compressing the living hell out of everything dude it was 
the biggest source of anger and anger management I've ever had that it negated sounds, each other. It sounds cathartic. It sounds... It was. Yeah. It was the epitome of catharsism. Yes. Um. But yeah, I, I did that and it looks like a professional did it. That's what mm. I've been told by many, many a people. And I feel good about it. That was my win. And I am capable of doing some HGTV shit. So <laughs> that's what I did this summer and what I am most proud about and what I learned. But Byron, what did you do this summer and what did you learn about yourself? Oh, man. So I'll start with what I what I did this summer because this was more of a like personal, I guess, like growth kind of thing with and these kind of have to do with each other. So with, okay. with my work um i received a uh a promotion which is yeah but it was like the first time that something like that has particularly happened like when you you're working in a lot of creative roles you don't often end up in places where you're brought on and there's a there's a hierarchy is kind of you're just you know doing gig work and it's feast or famine and but this was this has been the first time where it's like oh steady work and it's also the first time where it's like i'm not dealing with gatekeepers i'm not dealing with like all these kinds of people who are like very much want a reason to decide that you are not valuable i'm working with some like admittedly like it's been good people. And I think for me, what I've been learning about myself is because I'm getting a little bit more leadership responsibility, it's like learning that, oh, I, I can actually take on the le- like leadership. I can actually Hell yeah, do can. this. Like I actually have been in this place where I can make decisive choices, live by them, own them, and like feel good about them and it's not this thing where i was i didn't realize he said the name of the podcast (laughs) yes uh (laughs) (laughs) i no it's it was this discovery of you don't realize how prepared you are you are until you're in it and you're like you're i feel like i've been saying this for years is like you know you've made it when you're like going around you're doing a a thing you're being you know your boss self and you look around and you're like, oh, oh shit, I'm here. Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm here. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. But also super proud of you. Super Thank proud you. of you for doing that. And, Thank you. And that it happened. You no, it's, it. it's, it's also just a wild, it also like all kind of coincides with like the first full year of Marissa and I like being, like living in portland and it's just so ironic that it took leaving la for me to like be receiving opportunity it's wild if you ever my biggest advice to anyone who's listening if you need to change your perspective get yourself out of the place that you are there's nothing that will change the way you think by being in just a completely different place, even if it's just like you need to take a vacation. Yeah, I mean, having that ability to do that kind of mental reset, whether it's a short getaway, if you are fortunate enough to do that, or to go visit family somewhere, or 
in I guess both of our cases, getting up and moving out of Dodge <laughs> and starting new. Uh, yes. It's the mirror that you are then given is it's a blank slate and you are finally kind of seeing who you are and all the fun, crazy things that you can do. And, Absolutely. you know, like I'm super proud of you and Marissa and thank you. Like, I'm just going to give you a round of applause. I'm proud of you and Alexia. Like this, your project that, that you did for the backyard was like, you two bought a house. You are, were in this place where you can improve having the privilege to be able to like take ownership of something that is yours, which is a really hard thing to come by a really, and a really big thing. It's not something that can be diminished either. Oh, no, I'm definitely not diminishing it. <laughs> Believe me, it's taken over my entire life. Um, but no, like we're here. We're still standing. Yes. And we're still trying to find people to tell us about the things that make them feel good. So, Byron, do you want to do a little bit of a little bit more intro of Brandy? Brandy Geary is a uh, I mean, where do I even begin? She's amazing. And you True. said a, bu- a bunch of it yourself. She is a model. She's an influencer. She is uh, we were talking to her about New York Fashion Week and like what it really means to be I, like she's running her own business. It's not just it's like being an influencer. It's that you are running your own brand and selling yourself and, you know, being a part of the marketing process. So we got a lot more insights about those little nuances from her and how she kind of balances all of that. I think she has like a lot of really great things as she says i think we should just let her speak for herself what do you think mike i agree i agree let's let's just have brandy tell us about the awesome amazing woman that she is so uh shall we shall we take it away let's do this Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best damn interview that you're ever going to hear. Uh, Today, we are with the magical, the mystical, the fantastically beautiful, the model, the influencer, the contributor to Southern Living Magazine, influencing color, Instagram, mother, teacher, sister, fantastic person, Brandy Geary. Hello, Brandy! Wow, what an intro. That's the best intro I've ever had. You want to know what? It's only the best intro for the best people that we know. Exactly. Brandy, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Busy. Life is just busy. I don't think life's going to get less busy. Uh, But I'm doing good. I can can only imagine it getting less busy because based off what I've seen on your Instagram and everything recently, you've been everywhere. Can you give us a little insight into just where your travels have taken you over the past month alone? Yeah, we were, um, I was with Influencing in Color and we were in New York for Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. It's a special place for us because that's where we decided to like make that group. We were like in a tiny hotel room in New York and we decided like, let's just do this. Like, let's make it a group. Let's let's all do this together. Um, and so being there just really feels like, you know, going home for us nice. as a group. It came full circle. Yeah, yeah. fashion show you know presentations and 
um, we, you know, you like spend most of your time in New York, like walking around, figuring out where you're going and also like eating out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome and amazing. And I'm jealous. I love that. Uh, yeah. So but before we get into a little bit more about the magic that is Brandy, uh, we need to get into a very serious conversation. Um, before yes, we start we talking about the good, you must address the bad. And we need to go into um, our moment of bad. This is where we um, each take about maybe 60 seconds, give or take, whatever your heart needs to release something that has been bothering you this week, whether it's allergies or traffic or both, um, whatever it may be, take it out into the world and make it be gone. So this is the moment of bad. Um, I'll go first because yeah, uh, go for it. You know, I just got back from vacation and I went out to this beautiful cabin in the woods and it was nice, it was beautiful, it was quiet, it was serene. The one thing that bothered me during this whole thing, which is my arch nemesis, dust. I want <laughs> dust to be gone because a variety of reasons. Number one, this nose, sensitive as hell. Number two, this nose again. I still haven't taken my allergy pills this morning and it's starting to go off anyway because I haven't dusted this place because I haven't been here for a week. So I just want to package dust up, put it into a little cannon. I want to stuff it. I want to light the fuse. I want to launch it into the atmosphere and I want it to be gone because I want to breathe. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. It's, okay. it's okay. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Um, so sorry. Byron, would you like to go? Sure. So my, my moment of bad... So I wanted to make a recommendation oh. rather than have like, cause I can't, I couldn't quite think of something that was bad as much as I was thinking of something that like really moved me this week. And maybe this is bad to some people. I'm going to make a recommendation for y'all to watch a Ken Burns documentary. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that's not okay, at so all what I was expecting. Please continue. <laughs> so, The U.S. and the Holocaust. This was aired on PBS recently, and it's long. This is not something that is going to be easy to get through in terms of time and subject matter, but it's about the relationship of the U.S. to, uh, to the Holocaust and how we reacted as a country before during and after and it is just one of those things where you're watching this and you can just draw the parallels of the way that we responded to you know everything that is happening right now and it is haunting it's haunting i'm gonna go with haunting so i'm, I'm like not it. gonna say anything more than that um but if i do have to make something begone charles Lindbergh, go fuck yourself wow, wow. charles Lindbergh. Fuck you in particular. Hey, you want to know? I know he's. You, yeah. You want to know what else can be gone? Nazis. <laughs> Always Nazis. Nazis. Nazis could definitely be gone. Be gone Nazis. There you go. That could also work. Be gone. <laughs> I like this like hand motion. I think it just makes things. Go it, it's like away. A, it's like a tornado that just kind of sucks up the bad yeah. energy and just I, sends I, I it. Into I the miss atmosphere. it. I'm missing my wand though. I'm missing a be gone. <laughs> Wingardium be goniosa. Yeah. I have this. This, uh, Ooh. you know. And it makes noise, mind. too. Yes. I got a fidget toy here. Maybe this will work, too. My daughters. <laughs> Brandy, what's been bothering you this week? <sighs> um, 
it's like an occupational hazard type situation. Um, it's October and I am honestly, and it's, it's part of my job, but I hate that we're going to be like talking about Christmas so soon. Truth. Like preach. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go any to any store, there's going to be Christmas lights and trees and decorations. And I hate that shit. I, it's too soon. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Christmas time, but I don't like the way like some people do it. Yeah. Like my favorite radio station in Houston, which is 99.1, they play like the oldies, you know, you get the 80s, the 90s. And today they start playing Christmas music super early, like the day after Thanksgiving. No. And it's 24 no. hours, like, and it's nonstop. No. They play Christmas music. All the way until Christmas is over. That's it. You don't get, you know, old school prints. You don't get any of the other, only Christmas music. And it's like that idea combined with all the Christmas stuff already being in stores, combined with all of my brand partners are going to start to want me to start talking about holiday stuff. Just the thought of it. You haven't even gotten past Halloween. Yeah. Wrap that shit up and take it somewhere like that. I don't. I'm just like, no, it's still hot in Houston. It's still sunny. We're trying to get like, yeah. enjoy cooler temps, like a little fall weather, mm-hmm. maybe. And everybody's going to go like straight to Christmas time. And it's too much. It is too much. It's too much. Take, Ridiculous. Take the festivity of your reds and greens, put that into a little like elf size cannon, stuff it in, light the fuse of Mariah Carey. Put it into the atmosphere and be gone with your early Christmas celebrations for just like two months. Just let us like let let us get through Halloween. Let us have our pumpkin spice lattes. Just like and enjoy it for a little bit. I love a pumpkin spice latte. I, I mean, I don't mind so much. You know the the like pop up Halloween stores. They pop up like right around now. It's like they haven't even popped up yet. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, it's like they have the. They just now put the Halloween sign up on the store. That's so strange because I feel like Halloween, I feel like everything just started a little bit earlier this year because I thought that like, I felt like Halloween, people started prepping for Halloween like end of July. Always. Like people were just starting like, let's get spooky scary right now. And you're like, it's still hot. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know, my summer vacation and y'all are talking about Halloween stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. Stop. Like, let me, let me get okay. out of bikini season and then we can start talking about maybe what kind of onesie I want to wear for Halloween this year. We'll get this figured out. Yeah. Brandy, thank you for partaking in our moment of bad. Uh, but now let's make it full cathartic E. I don't know how to transition that. Let's just go. Uh, so we're here with the wonderful catharsis. Catharsis. That's the word. Um, we're here with the wonderful Brandy Geary. And Brandy, like all good superheroes, they have an origin story. I want to know what was the journey that made you become the woman, the hero that you are today? He just called me a hero. I sure wow. you are. I, I accept that. Good. good. I love that. Good. You deserve it because I like I, I I've told you this offline a bajillion times. You're awesome. You're you have such a cool journey that's made you become who you are today, and I think the world should know about it. So let's tell them. Let's show them the journey. 
Long story short, I was an elementary school teacher. And before I was, you know, started teaching, I actually have a business degree. And so I got my first job out of college, hated it. It was just like paperwork, cubicle. I was the young person, the new person at, a, you know, an oil and gas company. And you know how mm-hmm. that goes. And so it's like good old boys club. And then a lot of stuff was on paper and they wanted me to take all of their old files and take it digital. Ooh. Fun. So I spent a lot of time alone um, in the file room with papers in my cubicle and this, you know, the blue cubicle Mm -hmm. walls. That was not fun. And so I was like, I don't like this. And one of my really great friends at the time, his name is Travis. He's passed on, bless his soul. His wife was an elementary school teacher. And he came to me kind of bluntly and goes, so how many, you don't like this, but how many days off? you know, do you want per year? Like how much travel do you want to do? And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Everything. And he goes, well, my wife's a teacher. And like, if you're interested in teaching, you can get holidays off. You can get, you know, whenever the kids are out of school, you're out of school. And I was like, wow, I never even, number one, considered teaching as a career avenue for myself. And then I was like, oh, wow, you are right. And it was just kind of like split minute decision, I decided to go to an alternative uh, certification program. I got my license to teach in Texas, which I think is kind of like the way to go. (laughs) Like if you might want to teach, like go get a degree in something else and then get your alternative certification. It's just, it was easier. I'm still, I was still a great teacher. I still am as certified as every single person who majored in education, nothing Mm -hmm. different. I'm a better teacher than a lot of those guys. Tell them, Brady. Yeah. Tell them. But, um, you know, it was just like I made this big shift and I taught for 10 years. But like in that time, I started my blog when we bought our first house, which was this tiny, like 900 square feet mm-hmm. kind of fixer upper mm-hmm. in this historic neighborhood, um, you know, in the suburbs of Houston. And I started like kind of chronicling what I was doing at the house because I would share with people. But I like it was like, let me just put all this in a central location where everybody can like get to it whenever they want to. So I did that. And then, of course, quickly realized, like, when you're done with projects in the house, you don't have anything else to talk about unless you really want to talk about home and decor and all that kind of stuff. You have to like live that. And that wasn't like my experience. I wasn't really living that. So it kind of transformed into like this style beauty kind of hub where I started to talk about more of that on the, on my blog. And with that came like, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And this was way back in the day when Instagram was like normal and you could, (laughs) when it was was pictures, when you could just see a picture. Remember seeing friends on your feed? No, I just see ads all day, um, (laughs) which is wild and crazy. So, you know, it was back then. And so I was able to like, you know, really network with the creatives in Houston and go to, you know, local things and get to know people in the creative community. And that really kind of just helped me grow, like grow my Instagram, grow my blog, you know, followers and all that kind of stuff. I did all of that while I was teaching at the same time. And then just recently I went full time as a full time like blogger influencer right after my daughter was born. Hell yeah. And while I like 
love teaching and I was teaching at an amazing school where my son still goes. And actually my daughter's there too, because they have a preschool side. Um, it got to a point where I just could not do both because being a blogger and, you know, a influencer required travel mm -hmm. so much more travel where a brand was like, you know, we want to fly you out on a Monday. And I'm like, I'm in the classroom all day on a Monday. Like, you know, and so I'd have to go to my director and say like, Hey, this is a really kind of once in a lifetime opportunity. Is there any way I can have Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday off, you know, that kind of stuff. Or it'd be really like super tight for time. I'd like go teach half a day because that's less time. Somebody has got to cover my class. And then I'd fly out and go do that. And like come right back as soon as the shoot was over. Like, so I'm on the red eye going back home and then I have to, get home, sleep for like two hours and then go teach the next day. It just got really crazy. And it kind of was like, okay, you need to make a decision. And so made that choice. But then of course COVID hit and what oh, a time. Like, Nobody's what a time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's out the classroom. Everybody stay home, yeah. you know. And so I was pregnant with my daughter. She's two now. And, you know, we never went, we were on our baby moon in March and we never went back to school after that. And so, you know, that was like the end. That was not the end that I wanted, but that's how I like never stepped foot back into the classroom. Um, and I like helped out the school with some, you know, zoom lessons and stuff like that, you know, after I left full time, because I just, you know, I really love the school, really love the kids and whatever they needed me to do that wasn't full time. I was able to do, I just couldn't be there every day all the time and so like here we are you know yeah where this is my full-time focus and i can focus on that focus on family and i'm a lot less stressed and my relationship with my kids are better my relationship with my husband's better because i'm actually able to be present and i'm not like yeah just doing all the things i can enjoy you know the time that i'm i can enjoy my work life and i can enjoy my family life and yeah you know just enjoy everything that's amazing i mean obviously you're still able to incorporate like at least just from like the posts that we've seen for your own personal feed as well as influencing color like you're still able to incorporate education into your content mm -hmm. so i guess what was as you were transitioning from like education in the classroom to education on your platform, what was the thing that you were seeing that was making it easier for you to be able to say, well, I'm actually able to do more for a, a wider audience than I'm able to do for maybe like the, these kids in the classroom. Um, it really kind of goes back to like, and this is such a over word, you know, overused word now. Um, you know, self-love and self-care, you know, I was talking about that before everybody called it mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Which, you know, not saying it's, it wasn't a thing. It was still a thing then, but it just wasn't, you know. How, yeah. Like less people knew about yeah. that. Yeah, less people actually used those words and like labeled it as that. And it was really, you know, putting out this imagery of, you know, a woman with a deep skin tone, with a natural hair texture, mm -hmm. Um, who loves herself because, you know, sometimes in our communities, the workplace that we work at, our schools, our society really makes us feel like we have to be and look a certain way to be acceptable. And um, it's really like 
girl, you can really just be you and still live the same life and be happier because you don't have to go through. I mean, my hair happens to be straight right now, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's not always. And it's like you don't have to have your hair straight to be professional in the workplace. You don't have to be ashamed that you have a deep skin tone. And it was just me really being out there and just embracing myself was the education for people who weren't there yet. Yeah. And right. You know, yeah. And as you're going through this and you're finding and you're basically giving these lessons of self-love and self-acceptance of you matter and that, you know, embracing your inner beauty, regardless of how you look and what your hair type is and everything there. How have you seen your impact with your fans and with the community in general? Well, just first of all, having an opportunity to build community is one of those things that is priceless. Mm. Like it's the most amazing thing in the world to be able to build community around like this common base. But it's the personal messages. Like, you know, like I said, Instagram used to be different. So you could really see like, you know, what images people were really drawn to. Now, if you post a picture, like five people will see it and five people will like (laughs) it. But make sure you put 20 bucks to it and then like all your network can see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So back then you could really see, you know, a thousand people like this picture enough to hit that heart button or who stopped to comment. And it's, you know, you could kind of measure impact with that back then, but now it's switched to something that's a little bit more personal. It's the personal responses and personal messages that I get of people who say, I never even thought about, you know, having natural hair. I never even thought about doing this or wearing this color because I wear like tons of vibrant, bright colors. And, you know, growing up, someone told me, you know, dark skinned women couldn't wear this color or shouldn't wear bright colors because it just draws more attention to your, your dark skin. And because of you, you know, you changed my mind about that. It's, it's that, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is like, wow. You know, the education or the, the, just throwing something out there because you literally don't know what you don't know until you just, you're introduced to it in some type of way. There's, a visual that you see or, you know, somebody, somebody that's around you or close to you, or even a stranger will put something on your radar. Just being able to put things on people's radar and having them respond to it is just so cool. It changes your entire perspective. Cause that was actually during the pandemic. I felt that way, just discovering more about like for myself and being autistic, like learning more about the autism community and like, Oh, one, I feel less alone Two, I like I feel like there's things that I had never known before. Maybe it's just updated information. Like you don't know these things until you're sitting there and it's kind of that revelation. Are you ever a part of the conversation with your with your followers about like, well, how do you unpack that now that I know this? Like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Um, I'm not a licensed anything. I'm a licensed teacher. No, in Texas, for sure. <laughs> like not a, yeah, yeah. but, um, sometimes it's deep like that. And you do have to, you have to seek therapy. You have to reach out to someone who can help you process. And then you also have to talk to, you know, you have to reach out to community because you're right. When you feel less alone, you are more likely to dive deeper, to be in communication 
to share common experiences with people. And some sometimes that's enough to just make you, you know, drop your shoulders a little bit mm-hmm. and just, you know, breathe into just existing and that your existence as you are is just perfect. Absolutely. And one, I, I got to give you a quick compliment because uh, you and your family have semi been kind of inspiring me to get into my fashion game a little bit more of just saying like today i got my best outfit on i I gotta show it to you are you ready for this are you ready what's going on (laughs) on the pants yeah no this is (laughs) work it mike (laughs) basketball shorts makes it no the socks the socks make it who you want to what who you gotta you gotta zoom it up as much as you can. Who's who? Who are who are the socks today? What, uh, what are we going with today? Uh, here, only feats. Here you go. Uh, we got some uh, Star Wars socks today. Ooh. Um, you know, rocking <laughs> that with my uh, with my fancy checkered kind of tuxedo jacket, my skinny black tie, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm just coming out here looking fit. But no, uh, but seriously, you and your family, like I ever since we became friends and I've been seeing you on everything, I was like, you wonder why I think I can kind of step up my game a little bit. I've been trying to embrace the lighter tones and doing a little bit of things like that. Cause I'm like, you wonder what, if if they can do it, I can do it too. And you wonder Absolutely. what I say that as like the straight white man over here. That's like, <laughs> you know, usually <laughs> rocking black tones or just like dark gray or whatever you need more color and brandy can you tell him to add some more color into his wardrobe because i swear like add color to your wardrobe yeah absolutely like byron's got this nice plaid top on and it's playing off the color of his hair his eye color his beard color and it's just making him like vibrant and like alive so, I mean, color makes you... Full responsibility goes to my wife, by the way. <laughs> Good job. Go, Marissa. Well, well, no, I am giving her full credit because I, I honestly didn't know a lot of these things. And it's like, it's color theory. It's all of these, that like, what to match with. And you also kind of notice a lot of, uh, a, a lot of garments kind of naturally come with that anyway. So you can get a lot of cues from what you're already wearing. Like, oh, this is what will match with this you don't really have to think about it that hard but yeah like even even if you're still going with like the like the all like the black shirts or like even the black tie it's like maybe just like a little like color in your pocket square and that's it i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to figure out what brandy this is this is pop quiz real quick what color what color should i go do you think that i should try and you want to know what i'm gonna make it a goal that by the time this episode comes out, I'll have a piece that's that color and I'll rock it. I say for you, definitely blue. Blue? Okay. Blue is um, even like in in its darker state, like a navy, because you've got brown eyes, you've got brown hair. Brown and blue just looks so good together. Brown mm-hmm. and blue. All right. All right. You know, like it doesn't have to be like a bright royal blue, but like something a little bit muted, maybe a few shades lighter than like a navy mm-hmm. would look amazing. Okay. 
Okay. More blue. I'll, I'll try. I'll try blue. I will try blue. Uh, I will I'll expand to that. You want to know what? If I happen to find something even crazier, I will try it. You can add but, it to your Chewbacca chic today. That's the... Yeah. Uh, it'll be a good time. But, Brandy, as we've kind of chatted with the building of community, with the building of this influence and everything there... You've started to also not only make your own community, but you've also found that community. Like we we're talking about earlier with Influence and Color and Fashion Week and everything. How has it been finding that bigger community of kind of like like-minded individuals that are trying to push the same kind of message too? It's it's pretty incredible. And you know how when you have, I mean, I imagine that you and Byron have these this, um, you know, workplace banter about podcasting and different mm-hmm. things we have in common. It's really nice to talk about work with someone who knows your work fully. It's like, I could talk to my husband about, you know, a brand did this today or like, I'm having trouble creatively getting this together or whatever. And he hears me, but he doesn't fully deeply understand mm-hmm. what I mean by it because it's not his job. You know, mm-hmm. so having having so many people I can reach out to and say like, hey, I'm working with this brand. Have you ever worked with them? Or how do you when a brand says this, what do you usually do? Because I, you know, I do all of my own everything, my own negotiations, my own accounting work. I mean, I'm putting my business degree to work. You know, I'm reading my own contracts and, you know, I'm my own legal team and that kind of stuff. So to have people who are close to you, who you can really go to to get your questions answered and you know they are answering a question from a shared experience, that's amazing, number one. But also feeling like you're also in community with people who also want to share a message of just as you are right now, period. Nothing else needs to happen to you. You don't have to lose weight. You don't have to change this. You don't have to change that. It's not about, it's actually not about what, you know, about what you're wearing, although, I'm talking about, you know, fashion a lot. But it's right about now. communicating it as expression rather than yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's important that you look this way. Yeah. No, it's important that you have some kind of application for you to be able to say, this is who I am. And because it's kind of, you know, wrapped in style and fashion and color, it's really about, these are the things that I feel really great in. Mm-hmm. These are the colors that I wear and they make me feel happy. And whatever that is for you, go do that. It might be what I'm wearing and it might not be. It might be something similar and it might not be. But I hope that it's just inspiration for them to go do that thing, whatever it is. Here's a quick break. Okay, so. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, Byron's got a message for you. I've got a message for you. I I have these commercial messages for you. Because if you didn't didn't know, we're accepting advertisers and sponsorships and everything like that. We're here for you and your brand and we want to pitch it. Uh, and we're creative writers. We do mm-hmm. random things. And one of those things happens to be uh, something that Byron has written. Yeah. And, and we, 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 want, we want to pitch it to you. We want to give like little samplings of what we can yeah. do here. If you like it, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. you know, sponsor our show. So Mike, we're... You can. So here's how I'm going to start it off. <clears throat> okay, okay. 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 I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Mike, so we're talking a little bit. We're complaining a little bit about the holiday season in this episode right Mm -hmm. because stores started prepping halloween and christmas like all way too early right and we're all a little burned out before we even get to the fall right but there's something that i think that is going to help you help all of us re-energize your holiday cheer 
and it's okay. everyone's favorite basic tradition. It's called pumpkin spice lattes. Wow. Yeah. If there was ever a product that did not need an advertisement, it's this, but please tell me more. Take. We're going to take the average coffee and spice it up a little bit, pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. So pumpkin... <laughs> So pumpkin spice lattes are here. They love you, and they're sorry about the seasonal conditionalism of their existence. They better be. They're going to have the energy to get you through the workplace crunch that everybody thinks like, needs to happen towards the end of the year, and give you the courage to tell your parents that you're actually going to be at Friendsgiving this year, rather than at being at home for Thanksgiving. So... Get your latte for a limited time before your local barista runs out of pumpkin spice and starts believing that cinnamon is an acceptable replacement. Use code FEELGOOD at your local coffee shop to get yourself that extra shot of enthusiasm and a weird look from your barista today. Because they're absolutely going to know that the Feel Good <laughs> podcast sent you to go get your pumpkin spice goodness. Oh, that beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's poetry. <laughs> but please feel free to hit us up at the feel good podcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in promoting your business, your service, whatever it may be, we're here for you. We love you. And back to the show. Back to the show. So you, you and influencing color, your, your group of gals, y'all went to uh, fashion week together and yeah. that what like you were talking earlier about like that becoming that being full circle like how much more meaningful is that for you to be able to like one you're walking the runway uh and two you're like you're doing it with a, a group of people like you're in it together like what what is what was that like doing that this year it's fun it's exhilarating like it's every year is just the best time and what we were so pleasantly surprised to notice this year, the whole reason why we started Influencing in Color was a lack of representation in fashion amongst, you know, fashion influencers at all the events and stuff. We would get there and be the only people of color in the room. And not because we're not out there, not because it doesn't exist. There are so many people of color killing it, mm -hmm. like to the moon, doing all kinds of things creatively and where are they at the fashion events? Where are they, you know, creatively in your marketing and that kind of stuff? So being there and seeing so many more people of color and seeing representation, a broad representation of so many people was so good. And it just made us feel like like we did something or like yeah. mission accomplished. You know, there's still a lot to do in that industry, of course, like so much more yeah. to do Yeah, just to be. And of course we never want to make it seem like we're the only people in that movement, but it felt like change is happening. Yeah. And we, we like to think that it's partly because of what we started to do and started to represent, but just seeing all the changes that have happened between when we first went and now, which was, you know, we started in 2018 so for that short amount of time to see the drastic change in what we visually saw, who was there at the different events. That's a lot of growth. Yeah. A lot of for a short time span. So over the past four years, you and Influencing in Color have been able to help build a greater representation with New York Fashion Week. And 
you know, four years is a short amount of time in some ways in shapes of the changes that you've been able to make. But what do you still see? What are some of the bigger changes that still need to happen at this big prestigious event to make it feel more welcoming? Yeah, just within the event and within um, like the fashion industry as a, as a whole, there's still some like tokenism there where, you mm. know, are people of color, but there's like, okay, let me invite exactly two black women, exactly two Asian women, exactly, exactly, exactly. And it doesn't, it feels a little prescribed unless these are the people who are killing it in this industry, or these are the people who really love my brand. And, you know, they support this brand, you know, they've posted for us without being paid, just organic because they really love it. Let's bring those people versus whoever's just, you know, has a million followers or, you know, I feel like there's, there's still a lot of work that can be done even within the brands to build true community and have this be, have fashion week be, feel more like, you know, a, a community event for the brand. A good example is like Cynthia Rowley. We went to her show and it was super diverse, super beautiful. The models were diverse. It was just, it was through every layer and it wasn't just, you know, oh, let's invite all these people of color to the fashion show. It's in the marketing. It's in her model choices. It's It was layered. And that's really like a true sign that the brand itself feels that this is important. And so they do more than, you know, what it would t- like typically look like if they were just like doing it just to say they did it. It, it really shows when it's especially with within the past few years in all of these companies and especially fashion companies who are saying like, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to be allies now. And here's how we're going to show that we are going to be allies. I can imagine it's like showing up to an event like this and it's like, Oh, I, I know who's really truly being an ally. I know who's really just kind of just say saving face. Yeah. Like yeah. it's who's wearing yeah. a mask and who is uh, actually embodying this yeah. diversity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there yeah. was there any surprise at this fashion week um, that you went to that you felt great about? Um, I actually got to go to a Laquan Smith runway show. Okay. It was the first show where I like had a seat <laughs> and could like, you know, like it was, it was like big deal. Yeah. Like I wasn't yeah. standing only. Um, and he's like huge. Like he dresses Beyonce. Oh, damn. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. He puts clothes on her. And so he's, he's like this big, you know, figure. And to see this amazing like black designer, to see his work up close, to just be in the house, like to be at the show and get that full experience. I mean, everything was like, that was like, I was surprised. Like, I'm still like in awe like that that happened, like that I was Mm -hmm. able to be a part of that. Like, and it was, you know, it was a surprise because we didn't know if we're going to be able to go or not. And then kind of like, you know, our contact was like, hey, you know, I got y'all some seats. And we were like, what? to that show like hell yeah oh yeah <laughs> so good so that was such a pleasant surprise nice you know another full circle moment like where you know we noticed that you know we're looking at other people's instagram accounts and we're like that's a whole event happening in 
and why aren't we there? And there's another event happening. Why aren't we there? And there, there's no other black people there either. To go from that to being able to sit in a seat at a black designer's runway show during New Year Fashion Week just felt so big. It was like, yeah. just wow. It just felt so good. I love it. I, I can imagine that. Yeah. Um, what, one of the things I was interested to learn for, learn from you, especially just like being so involved, experiencing all of this and getting and getting swept up by the all of these changes that you're seeing. One of the things that my my wife Marissa and I talked about pretty extensively because she's bit, she was watching Fashion Week through like TikTok and seeing you know what what was going on, and we were talking about this idea and in a a lot of the comments of posts that are about like basically the quote unquote, like infiltration of influencers into these events into fashion week. And one of the things that we kind of ended up talking about was like, well, wait, like, isn't that the whole point of fashion week? It is about these brands kind of coming together and connecting and kind of figuring out what it, you know, the influencer marketing that they can actually do after these events so i guess the the question i have for you about all this is like were you feeling that like not just as a model but like as the influencer and actually like that you know understanding that is your that is your business and that is what you do was there a sense of like that you were unwelcomed as an influencer at any capacity or like that there was things that just felt kind of off in that realm just simply because of the way people are talking about influencers and and what that actually means now in context of social media oh that's layered okay so first (laughs) like you hit me like boom, 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 boom. boom. Byron, Sorry, Byron's I know, coming. I know it's a lot. Byron's coming in with like the multi-tiered cake of questions. Yeah, I, I want. I'm gonna hand you a trifle. That yes. is... Got five cakes on it. Okay. Um. So no, I didn't. I didn't have experiences where I felt unwelcomed, but it kind of just makes me um, think about like the general shift of industries that kind of happens over time, okay. and. You know, even with like models being on the runway, models used to only be models or even on magazines. There were models, there were supermodels on magazines. And then that morphed into celebrities. Like every cover used to have a model on it, a a woman or a man who was just a model. And now then it went to like celebrities are on, you know, you're going to see Halle Berry, you're going to see Julia Roberts. They're going to be on women's, you know, health and stuff like that, where it used to be like, you know, a woman who was a model who maybe was fit or a woman who was a a fitness trainer or something like that. And so that that was that shift. And then now you've got influencers who are also models, who are also, you know, fashion designers who are also it's like I think it's just industry shift and I didn't get any bad vibes, you know, about it because people, you know, brands, businesses, they, they really truly recognize the brilliance of influencer marketing. And it's free that even though I feel like I've been in it forever, it's still changing. It's still evolving. It's still growing that there's going to be more shifts, even in fashion and more shifts, even in the influencer marketing industry as well. So I feel like it's just kind of one of those things that, 
it's changing and it's going to continue to change. People who have something negative to say about influencers or influencer marketing or like what we're doing at fashion shows, they just need to work on themselves. Like that's, <laughs> that's oh no, for sure. Tell them. Like if you feel negative about it, if you feel like you're being a hater, like I feel like it's just kind of a general disdain of people who feel maybe a little left out of the industry or they feel like unseen or maybe they they want to do it or they try and it's not working out for them i don't know what people are going through you know on their well, then, side yeah. well then maybe does it come back to representation because the because you're absolutely right that is like it is an industry shift and you're probably on that side of the conversation where you're seeing you're seeing how businesses are thinking you're seeing how businesses are talking about like well, we can't beat them. We might as well join them. And that does, is that something you see in your own social feed or in, or with influencing in color, like people who are having the conversation of like feeling left behind by these brands and these companies who are technically supposed to be representing them in fashion trends and looks. I mean, some people want things to exist as they exist and they are like a little bit afraid of change and an sure. evolution and that has more to do with them and their mindset. But things are going to change. The world is going to change. Everything, the only constant is, is change. And if you want to sit around and be a dinosaur and not <laughs> figure things out and not go with the flow, you are the one that's going to be left behind. You are the one that's going to be sitting there unhappy not understanding the shift, not understanding the change and how it can actually benefit you. I mean, make things work for you instead of saying like, it used to be like this and now it's not. And I hate everything about it. You know, figure out how you can be happier in the current state of, of how things are. And if you don't like it, try to change it. But think about, think about why and the reason why. Is it just a general disdain or is it are you just hating on people? People, like, people yeah. are starting to feel like uncomfortable. Like we're we're living in a time in 2022 where mm -hmm. information and everything is passed within a millisecond. You can get news on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, whether it's true or not, and you can learn about something yeah. in an immediate fashion. And these people are seeing an evolution happen at such an expedited rate. And it's like I can see how it can be semi scary. It's it could be scary, but also mm -hmm. too thinking about just in general of the zeitgeist of what's happening right now. We're seeing magical things happen in an expedited manner. We're seeing a greater acceptance and appreciation of different communities, different arts, different things in an expedited manner. And this world of change Need, or I'm, I'm preaching right now i'm sorry but this this <laughs> realm of change Preach. this realm of change needs to be accepted because we're not going to be able to be a better group of people until we learn until we see what's happening and we can see what everybody's lifestyles and experiences are really like and that's with yeah. diverse storytelling that's with representation in all these different I fully agree. It's like you have to be able to understand what other people are going through and what their experience are. Because if you, mm -hmm. if you don't, you're you're one of the people that are sitting there and you're like, well, I just can't understand why they're having such a hard time. Yeah. Every Everything's fine over here. I just can't understand. 
because their circumstance is not your circumstance. Their upbringing is yours. Their history is not your history. So totally different set of, of circumstances. Um, I think also if it, there's a group of people who feel like influencers are like fake. They're not real. They don't do real things. They don't say real things. They just uh, try to be perfect. And while there are probably ton of influencers out there who operate like that. Not everyone does. I like to pride myself in just literally being me. And if I can show up here today, then I do. And if I can't, I can't. If I'm not in a good mental space, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm taking a break. I'm having a mental breakdown. My kid is sick or physically I'm, you know, not feeling good. You know, it's just some, sometimes people do think of influencers like that more, you know, broadly. But if that's what you see on your feed, then you need to follow somebody else or you need to unfollow things that rub you the wrong way, things that you see that make you feel less than. If you don't feel good, if you don't feel beautiful, if you don't feel whatever, if there's negative emotions connect to the imagery that you're consuming, you need to, you have control of that. So yeah. mm-hmm. get rid of that so that you can feel how you need to feel. I I super respect your ability to find that time to shut off or to take the time to reset refocus recalibrate so that you can come back even stronger but hard it's it's super hard like i say that as someone who's still trying to find them their true self and go through my own mental health journey but i can imagine that with being an influencer and you sort of have to have your life shared with the world how do you balance that self-care time to screen time balance is a word that i try to stay away from because i feel like a lot of times in life that things aren't balanced and it's just what you can like what you can give more attention to at the time and what's more important at the time and i feel like it's not ever really gonna be balanced but you can make the best decision for yourself in that moment based on what's in front of you. So like, for example, right now, what I'm doing right now, I feel just fine. We're working together. I have time to do this. I'm not distracted. But if my kids were here running around, it might be like, you know, hey, I really, we might need to do this at a different time because I need my focus to be, you know, somewhere else. And that- sure. It almost happened because school was clo- school was out today. <laughs> Thanks for the notice, school. I, yeah. So you're I, replacing focus with balance, or sorry, excuse me, other way around, balance with focus. Yeah, in a, in a way, it's um, and it's like it's moment to moment, it's minute to minute, it's hour to hour. It's like, what can you do in the moment, in the minute, in the hour, in the day? to make you feel less stressed, less anxious, but still take care of what needs to be taken care of. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. If I'm trying to story or do something and my kids are running around, then I shouldn't be doing it right then because it's going to stress me out that they're making noise in the background or they just knocked over my tripod and, you know, whatever. It's like, don't, this is not the time. There's, you can find a better time to do it or, you know, get some support. Like, Hey, call my sister. The kids are here, but I need to work. Can you, can you help me out? Can you just come entertain them? Like something, but it, 
it's there's no balance. I don't think. I think it's just just making a good decision for yourself. I want to give a quick shout out to Ashley as well. What's up, Ashley? What up, girl? What's up? Uh, but no, I think <laughs> that that ability to sort of focus on what's at hand, what's at this moment, what that feeling is, that's insightful, um, especially as someone that I can assume in your life, you have 50 bajillion things planned out and you know anything can change at a moment's notice especially when it comes to a production schedule in a way and what what are some of the things that you have learned as time has gone on to highlight that focus in that moment the biggest one for me right now is shorten my to-do list yeah you know like you have all these things that you have some things that are mandatory like you need to do them they have to get done there's a deadline and then you have things that could be like on more of like, if I get to it, then cool. And if I don't, then also cool, like things you want to do. And what I was doing was putting all of that in the same category of to do. And it, it would leave you feeling like, number one, mentally, by looking at that, you have too much to do and not enough time, like generally. And then you do half the things you still got this other half and it makes you feel unproductive when in fact you have been. Um, and then just like what, what parts of these things on these lists are things that I'm doing just to do like, yeah. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to swing by home goods and get a new tablecloth. Like, do I really need a new tablecloth? You know, I don't talk about home stuff a whole lot. Like, am I going to, is this going to go on my blog? Like, why am I, why am I going to get a new tablecloth? You know, so. Because the holidays really, are right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to get your snowflake covered tablecloth because <laughs> holiday season's right around the corner. And if you want your table to look as fancy as possible, go to Target. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Get them faux leaves and like sprinkle it on the table. My fall colored leaves. Like, why am I doing that? I, you know, so just, just kind of tackling those ideas kind of in that order helped me to focus really on a daily basis. There's probably one or two things that are absolutely necessary. And when I focus on those things and, and get those things done, it takes me less time, you know, to do them because I'm mentally saying there's not really much to do, but these are important. Yeah. And I don't I'm not mentally psyching myself out thinking that it's going to take me longer to do what I, you know, it when I do it, it's like, oh, it's already done. And I'm not processing and thinking about, God, it's going to take me forever and I really have to get this done. It just puts you in a more calm space where you can focus on the, the one or two things that have to happen that day. And when you do that, it's like, oh, that's done. And you feel a little bit more free. And well, maybe I can do one of the other things. But it's like, I don't need to have every single thing that I ever thought about that I wanted to do on my list of things to do. No. On... It's okay to take a moment for yourself. Yeah. 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 And you know, just letting go of that feeling of having to be productive during every single work hour of the day. Like just because it's between the hours of, of eight and five doesn't mean that you have to be like running around, you know, like yeah. doing the most. I mean, if your job is just like that, then it is. But if you have any type of say so in it, then maybe we can just like 
pull back a little bit and just breathe. Like we just, we're not on earth to just work 24 seven. Like we need to enjoy mm. our lives. We need to enjoy the people around us. We need to, we need to sit outside and just stare at the sky sometimes or just watch the cars go by. Like you just have to do mindless things sometimes. I feel like your mind like needs that. Yeah. You're, you're talking to someone that just went to a cabin for a week and just <laughs> stared at trees because yeah. like for me, my mind runs at 50 million miles per hour and i always feel like i have to be doing something like my leg has been shaking underneath this desk the entire time um but it's welcome a- to the party Woo! um but i'm like i'm recovering from that like i feel like i felt the same way like i just have to be doing something all the time and i'm yeah I'm really working hard on like not filling up every single moment of my day with with things. And that that leads me to one of our hard. biggest questions of mm-hmm. when you're always on the go, you're always doing a thing, you're always thinking about that next content piece and everything. The biggest mm-hmm. thing, what makes Brandy feel good? Ooh, moment like those. Uh, what do you call them? The in-between moments, like New York is mm. busy and we we can, but just like sitting down to enjoy a meal, maybe not talking, you know, mm-hmm. um, the ride in the Uber back to the hotel, just sitting there looking out of the window. It's like, I'm trying to find those in-between moments that I could, you know, maybe I have more opportunity for that at home, but when I'm traveling, I'm usually traveling for work. And so... You know, you're moving around a lot and there are things to do in the in-between, you know, like the show's over and we're just walking you know, down the street and I try to just get off my phone. I try to just people watch and just be present in, in the walking down the street or present in I'm taking a ride and I can just look out the window because I'm not driving, mm-hmm. you know, just that kind of stuff really just makes me feel less stressed when I'm on the road and when I'm traveling and it feels more balanced, you yeah. know. When did you find that was a thing? Like when when did you find that there should be an appreciation for the little things? When I started meditating, I found this guy through um what's the app? There's a there's a, a meditation Calm. app. I can't think Headspace. Um no. talks I don't know. There's so What's many the apps I... for these like little niche things. They're like, okay, yeah. what? well, there's an app that I was using for meditation, and I started this series um, on gratitude. And it was a 30 day mm. series. And one of them was about about kind of like this a similar subject matter, and you know, it kind of hit me that I re- I realized that that was not something I was ever doing. Like if I was taking a ride in an Uber, then I'm like, I'm sitting down and I don't have to drive. So I can just work on my phone the whole time. I can check my emails. I can draft my next Instagram post. I can edit a photo or, you know, versus just taking the ride. And so, you know, it's one of those things like you don't know what you don't know. It was put on my radar through a meditation, through a guided meditation that I was listening to. And that's when I started to realize like you can feel a lot better. You can feel a lot less stressed. If you just take a moment, you know, just stare at the fence <laughs> through the window, but just, just, just sit down for a minute, you know, that kind of stuff. 
so I mean, I did it. I started like a lot of people. I started meditating and doing all of that, like in 2020, when yep. not probably not even in 2020, probably at top of 2021, when I realized like mentally I am not okay and I need to do something. Mm. And then it kind of it became something that I did more often, and you know, it really opens your eyes to how you could do do things differently. Yeah. So there's there's a power of just sitting and listening, not only to everything that's up and around the world around you and your surroundings, but there's also this power of listening to yourself and like that moment and kind of realizing and taking in a little bit of what you are feeling, what the yeah. world around you is kind of giving you as well. Um, I, I learned this recently of when I was out in the woods. I want to keep saying that because I want to go out in the woods more often. In the woods. Uh, as out I was at like, some bougie spot. Uh, be one no, with nature. Says the man with the lumberjack beard. Um, but <laughs> there, there's something to be said of going out and just kind of appreciating the world around you and mm -hmm. appreciating the beauty of whether it is that fence in the backyard or if it's the busy streets of New York and just seeing yeah. things that you wouldn't necessarily normally see if you're sitting there and looking at your phone, just mm -hmm. staring mm -hmm. down at the same kind of content and the same kind of bubble that you are in constantly and being able to mm -hmm. look out into the world and see the world for what it really is and appreciate that beauty in some magical, mm -hmm. beautiful way. There, There's so much to be said about the introspection of an influencer of your whole world is kind of put out into the world your whole experience your life and the things that you do are out there but and there's probably a lot of thought in regards to the extraness that kind of comes from that but taking a moment to see inside has to be gratifying it is and it's you know as i've kind of progressed in my career you know i'm like i call my girlfriend who's also an influencer and say like hey let's go to lunch today and not story you know like that kind of thing just be super intentional about the you know sitting in the moment that you're in and enjoying the person in front of you and being intentional on not not doing it to include it into your online yeah. world there's it also so scandalous like, Oh my God, I can't share this brunch. Right, I what can't share happening? this brunch. How do I? Oh I can't God. take a photo of my food. This omelet yeah, looks like, so good though. Yeah, it's like I'm hiding something yeah. almost when I'm really taking a private moment. No, but that's that's but still it, important. Do you, do you yeah. ever feel guilty that like you go out and have brunch and then you're like, God damn, this is really good though. And I do want to share it, but you're like having to force Not yourself. Not necessarily guilt. I think sometimes I have the feeling of that I need to be working, yeah. you know, taking the photo and making the stories is, is the work that I do. So I feel like I should be working, but I'm not. So it's, it's more that feeling like unless guilt. I even have to just... I take pictures every single day, like not of myself, but of like the world, just things, you know, like especially being in New York, it's like the buildings, the skyline, the you know, whatever. And so sometimes I just say I'm not taking any photos today. I want one day where I don't open up this camera to take a photo. It sounds like you're very good at boundaries. 
I've become really good at boundaries. I haven't always been. There was definitely a lot, you know, a time in my life where it was more like it's all one big thing. And I don't necessarily feel like it's like that anymore because it's not one big thing. So is there a, when you are in this place where you make the affirmation, well, I'm not going to be an influencer today. I'm not going to be a business person. I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to have my phone on. I'm just going to take time for myself. Has there been an instance that you can recall where you were kind of in the moment and it was a shareable moment and you said to yourself, oh, I should, you know, I should have just taken, maybe put ego aside and flip the switch on for a second and make it, make it a shareable moment. Or was it, has that not, has that not been something that's ever come across your mind? Not as much. There are moments that like, you know, our morning routine, like I'm getting up with the kids and stuff like that. And there are some times mm-hmm. when my son is just being so sweet and so kind to his sister. And I'm just staring at them like, oh my gosh, my heart. Or like my daughter like came home from school yesterday and started and, and was counting to like 10 and she's two. And I was like, whoa, yes. You know, so that is like, oh, my gosh, I would love to make a video of her counting. I just can't believe she could do it. Like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, there are moments that I'm like, maybe eventually I want to try to capture that. But not really. Like, I don't if I'm taking a moment or taking a day, I don't feel any. I don't feel anything about like not getting whatever is happening that day. It's just. But those it's kinds part. of important moments, like those are those are for you. Like those examples mm-hmm. are like they're they're great examples of like, oh, this would be a great teachable moment. But like this is something I want to keep for myself. That's actually a really great way to kind of put it like, oh, it does like you enjoyed that so much more because your instinct wasn't like, let me pull out my camera. Let me try to capture mm-hmm. this. Let me try to curate it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brandy. As we're winding down this conversation, I got one last thing for you. What is your future good? What's going on in the world of Brandy that we can share out with the world that everybody can go to and see and experience the full BU experience? All right. Well, I've got some new um, BU merchandise that I have some on the site, but I'm launching a few more pieces for fall. And so if you go to bustore.com you can see all of the offerings that i have there and you know just a little snip of what's behind that brand it's like i wanted being a person of fashion i'm also a person of comfort or i had become one during covid like Mm. i cannot wait to put on some goddamn sweatpants hell yeah i just wanted to be cool enough for me to not die wearing sweats and i'm gonna have them on I love sweatpants and I love comfort clothes, just like the softest t-shirt or like super oversized crew neck or something. And so my line is a lot of comfort stuff. It's like t-shirts and crew necks and I have a few new pieces coming out, but it really is just a reminder of when you put on that piece, you put on that garment to be you, it literally says be you on the offerings. And so my hope is that People are more drawn to, you know, merch with a message and not just, you know, something that says, you know, whatever, something that's really might impact them positively uh, when they put it on. 
So we've got some new stuff coming and, you know, authenticallybe.com is still there. Go check that out. And um, hopefully, you know, I'll just get some holiday campaigns. Let's talk about Christmas. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, you're talking, you're talking to a holiday influencer here who once had a holiday comedy band. So like, I got you if you ever need some like cross collab. Yeah. Just it's, saying. Yeah. It's uh, good. It's good stuff. It's it really funny. I got the suit. I don't know if it fits anymore. Your boy's <laughs> trying to get jacked. But it's a holiday suit. It's like Santa Laws with like fitting down the chimney. You're gonna fit into that suit. <laughs> we'll see. Santa Laws. That those Definitely. pants? No. Uh that jacket? <laughs> maybe. Uh dude, those pants were like I bought that suit. That those pants were like I felt like a sausage. I'm a tall, skinny guy. And I'm like, God damn, these are tight. Where did um, you even get that suit? I will mention it if they ever decide to sponsor us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, no. well, you you heard it, Christmas suit place. We will give you a shout out if you give us money. <laughs> yeah. Please. Or a free suit. I'll take it. I want Byron to have like a Hanukkah suit. I think we, I I think we can make this. I would love a Hanukkah suit. I would absolutely love a Hanukkah we'll suit. We'll do that for I our need, holiday like, that special. Blue, that blue and silver. Get, yeah. I can see it. Let's rock it. Let's let's diversify the living hell out of this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Brandy, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much for everything. We love, adore Thank you. you. Please Brandy. go check out all of her shops, beustore.com. That's B-E-E-Y-O-U-S-T-O-R-E.com. And make sure that you buy the latest of the BU Basics collection. And Brandy, we love you. Thank you so much. Love you back. whistling jesus i love uh, sweet whistling jesus he's my favorite kind of jesus yeah. uh, he ranks above uh little baby jesus yeah um but everybody we are back and that was such a great interview with the wonderful amazing brandy geary and yes. i love her i love her i love, her, I love her family i love them all they are so freaking fantastic and beautiful much love byron what did you take away from this episode so the way that I'm going to frame it is like focus over balance. So like, I think the thing mm. that I really took away from Brandy was when we were kind of having this talk with her. And I think we had a bit of an assumption where it was like, where do you juggle it? Where it like, what yeah. is in her, her response of like, I don't, and I'm not going to act like I do. And I'm just going to focus on what's in front of me. And if it's a matter of like that, this is kind of just what come what may, then it is. And I think that's such a, a wonderful, I think that also speaks to like, she must be an absolutely amazing parent because she had yes. like, all, I think only having children is really going to teach you that it's like, oh, you get the chaos yeah. and it's either you can figure out where to spend time with your principles and how you emotionally feel about like all this chaos going on or you can just like snap out of it just focus on where you are be present mm -hmm. and like do what you gotta do and it seems like that translates when she's talking about like new york fashion week and that sense of like oh wow i'm like i'm here and i'm seeing i'm seeing this representation i'm seeing my myself in these 
uh, in these designers in the in these clothes, like it, it really puts so much into perspective for me about like how to really be able to like stop trying to force yourself to do so much and just try to just tackle what you can and accept how human you are true yeah very true i what i learned from this episode i mean i learned a lot from her and i've always kind of looked up to her and her family uh Mm -hmm. ever since we have met but i learned that yeah take pride in the small moments of when you're up and out and running around and doing a bit of everything and everything's on fire or whatever take that take those five seconds Mm -hmm. look out the window and look at the world yeah just have that moment my mind is always racing i have 50 million things i have to do with work i have so many things i gotta do with home family whatever it may be i'm always running but having that ability to just kind of check out for a moment and soak up the outside enjoy the moment of sitting on the couch and just watching something brainless or something like it's good moments that i'm learning to love and appreciate and everything but i think also one of the other things that i that i didn't necessarily learn but i also want to continue to learn more mm. is just the representation that's needed yes uh, across a little bit of everything of uh, hearing the stories in regards to New York Fashion Week and how so many shows had to have basically a check mark in regards to, oh, we have this many black people, this many Latino people, this many Asian people. That sucks. Yes. That so sucks. And we as a society and also within major forms of pop culture and everything else, like that representation goes so freaking far in regards to just making someone feel welcome and appreciated. And I want to see whatever I can do to help push that. And I'm hoping that us being able to kind of tell some stories here with diverse guests and everything there can help shine some light uh, in regards to how badly that's needed. I think that's been the goal for us, right? That's been that like being able to see diversity not only for the sake of like having the representation of those voices i think for like yes it is so important it's also about like just being able to learn and how are you ever going to be able to learn about the wider world around you when you only have such a narrow point of view to grab things from and i think we can when you get to that point where it's like you've plateaued and there's nothing left it's like well that's that's not fun for you that's not fun for anyone you need somebody else to come and mix it up a little bit for yourself and that might be uncomfortable but you're when you can get past that discomfort that's where you get those like those little golden nuggets that you you didn't know that you could find yeah there's there's so much more to know and learn when you are able to push past your biases and able to Except that no, not everybody's fucking white. <laughs> not, like wait, just sorry, because, hold yeah. on. I, I know, right? We've, it's crazy. Um, it's, like I'm it's freaking a, out here. I know, <laughs> I know. 
it's the Portland. It's getting it's, on the, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no, but it just goes to show, like everybody, just take a freaking take a step out of your box. Go and enjoy something new. Enjoy something different. Something from a creator, a person of color, whatever it may be. Like you will be so amazed with what you will learn and the stuff that you will love. And you know. We'll continue to do what we can to help champion some of those voices. They don't need our help, but whatever we can do to help push and amplify that message, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Brandy, I want to thank you again for coming on here. If you guys want to learn more you. from, we love you so much. If you want to learn more about what Brandy's doing and what influencing in color and everything's doing as well. You can find her on basically all the social medias on Instagram. She's at authentically dot B. Her merch line is at bees dot United and influencing color is as easy as it gets at influencing in color. She's also on TikTok. Make sure you follow her there to get all sorts of style tips and beauty and all that kind of happy fun stuff. So Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brandy. Brandy, please go follow thank her. you so much. Um, also, please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow and rate us a little bit of everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Find us. Share the good word of mm. the Feel Good Podcast, please. We'd greatly appreciate it. If there are guests or suggestions that you have, rep- we want to bring on, we want to share people's stories, and we absolutely want to represent and celebrate a, a more diversity here. If there is someone that you believe that we should be talking to, please reach out to us, feelgoodpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from uh, the person you think we should be talking to. And we just, we want to talk to all the people. I just want to talk to we people, do. Mike. It, it's crazy what having conversations with people can do and just learning about these people. And I've learned way too much over just our past one and a half seasons that we've done. Yeah. And y'all are going to be in for a treat for the last couple of interviews that we have going for the tail end of this season. I'm so and excited. It, I'm so excited too. Like these are some of my most favorite interviews that we've they're, done. They're the highlight of my fortnight. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, on that note, everybody, we'll catch you on the flippity flops, the flip flop 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 flippity flop 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 flops. Nerd. Feel Good Podcast, hosted by Mike Osgood and Byron Filler. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at feelgoodpod, F-I-L-L-G-O-O-D-P-O-D. You can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs>